Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We are so happy you're with us here. We are doing this live Tuesday in the 130 to 2.30 hour. Appreciate it much. Mm. Um, this is the part of the program where Brit announces he is the most brilliant person in the world for predicting something that is so important that he actually put $10,000 on it and got a return of 100000 It was 10 to 1 odds. Tell everybody uh, how you just crushed it, Britt. Tell everybody. I'd rather go to the audio soundbite, as one dead dumbass used to say. June 15th on the Brad and Brittcast, as we are discussing the retirement of Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune. Let's go to the audio soundbite, Snurdly. 76 years old. Now, do you recall at what point yeah we were suspecting and then we became sure that pat sajak was a right-wing piece of shit what do you remember when that was i don't remember it was just, it was just yeah i think this was another thing where he put out a couple of smart ass um tweets i think yeah. Pat Sajak, you might recall, was the guy who sort of kind of a little bit but not really replaced Adrian Cronauer, who was the subject of the movie Good Morning Vietnam, really? played by Robin Williams in that film. Yeah, he uh, he went over and he was on Armed Forces You can't even make your point and when they got rid yourself of Cronauer, back, you have to uh, sidetrack it. He sort of was the guy that took over for Jesus, him. get to the point. And by the way, doesn't this just feel like something that Ryan Seacrest is going to slide into? That Boom! You got it! You got it! There it is! There it garbage. is! Ryan, doesn't this feel like his gig? <laughs> 12 days. Now, wait a minute. This is how you followed up with that. Hang on. Um, I hadn't even thought of that name, but I certainly yeah. am not discounted. I, I think that this position... Host of Wheel of Fortune, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then we go on. I did, you hadn't even thought of it, and I, I nailed it once again. I'm two for two this week. I, I got the Jesse Waters thing right, too, for uh, Tucker Carlson. Wait, but wait a minute. When is someone, and I guess that someone is me, going to figure this out? I don't know. He, he murdered the legacy of Dick Clark, right? <laughs> he took that over. That's not his on, fault. On New Year's Eve. That's not his fault. <laughs> wait. And and now, now he's well. You can't murder the legacy of Pat Sajak. He has no legacy. But you know who's next? Who's next? All right. Well, you know we uh, we always say when something like this happens, you know, a win for Ryan Seacrest is a win for everybody in broadcasting. This is another one where right? where this is uh, yeah. Kelly Kelly Ripa is the big loser out of this one. She ran him off of that show. She installs her husband in there. From everything I hear, that show is a disaster now. I always thought her husband was a very attractive guy, but apparently they've got like zilch chemistry together, and he's really not that good at what what he's doing. You know the statistic I just saw about what's happened to television in general, Wheel of Fortune. In its heyday, whatever that was, the late 70s or early 80s, whatever, had, is this 40 million people yeah, a week watching it? Now it's down to, to eight, and it's still a profitable show and all that. But that just shows you how uh, the audience has 
has dispersed away. Now, I just wonder, I wonder whether, and again, this is one of these situations, this is like movies that I've never seen. If I have watched a total of four minutes of Wheel of Fortune, total, collective, in my life, that's a lot. I mean, I just, uh, you know, since I stopped playing Hangman during rest hour at summer camp when I was 11, Yes, I was not interested. So you're so much smarter and better than you're so much. You're so much smarter. I I know you're so much better than we are, Brad. One day we'll get to your level. One day we'll be there. You You are such a phony. You are such a fake. Yeah. (laughs) One of these. I mean, I I usually watch it on mute most most of the times I watch it, but I don't watch it all that often. I mean, I'm still watching. A lot of times, I'll I'll roll from the 6:30 CBS News. Wow, what a blessing! Why? (laughs) Well, again, I'm I'm kind of held hostage. I'm in a place where I'm not like, hey, I can flip around watch anything I want to. It's there, it's company, and I can watch what I want to, and then do other things that I need to do. Save lives, for example. All right, on the list today, MTG's television goes poltergeist. Oh Jesus. Tim Moore's bad, bad month. Yeah. And spinning the Trump recording. Not the Trump tape. There's no tape. There's the tape. They keep recording. calling it that, though, right? Oh, boy. It's not even close. It's always I mean, a tape. People, people who are half our age keep calling it tape. You yeah. Know? It's well, weird. That, what does that tell you? That tells you it's just been... Drilled in, you know why that that continues, and and I know we nitpick this to death over and over and over again, because even today, maybe on the Simpsons, for instance, when they're using a recording of someone, they will still show the the two little reels in cartoon form. Right, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, they just so they just stopped tape, it tape, on, tape, on tape. they just stopped it on television where they just show the meters now I think as their graphic when they've got somebody with they then they don't have any uh, video of them. Uh, yeah. Let's do Tim Moore's very bad, no good, really shitty month. All right. Well, it began earlier in the month with this alienation of affection lawsuit. Tim Moore is the Speaker of the House of the North Carolina Legislature. He's of course a Republican, and he looks like the fifth backup to the trainee at Ace Hardware, who's going to be working that front desk for the next 40 years. He looks like that guy, right? That's so good. I'm not even going to try to top it. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's he's uh, been sued by the husband of a woman who claims that she begged her husband to allow her to continue to have an affair so she could keep her, I guess it's up to about $150,000 a year job. By the way, the News and Observer reports that she's gotten a 50% raise in the last few years, but they claim the newspaper does, and so does so does uh, the, the people that are so do the people that were spoken to that uh, Tim Moore did not have control over that. It's just a happy coincidence. That again, she got that much better at her job and got that merit raise that state workers get. It wasn't just an affair. She also was, he would like have her have sex with like friends of his and stuff and group settings. And I mean, the allegations are are pretty serious. Yeah. 
And, you know, we're not hearing a lot. We're not getting a lot of leakage on where this is going right now. So no. one of these days it's going to just all all spill out, right? Well, like, it's like you said. Kind of settlement I, or something. It's yeah. like you said when it happened. Like Tim, Tim Moore did not come out and say, I didn't do that. That's not true. She, uh, yeah, he, that's he not never, part of it. Yeah, that's not said, what's going to happen. Yeah, we know he, that. He didn't say that at all. Yeah. 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 All right, so that's the beginning of the Speaker's Month. And the end of the Speaker's Month, if you can uh, say that the 27th of June is the the end of the month, and I think that's fair. Close enough. His name is on the lawsuit Moore versus Harper, which is considered to be this Supreme Court terms, if not most important, one of the two most important with the affirmative action rulings forthcoming also being watched very, very closely. But this was the case that was uh, cooked up, cooked up here in North Carolina by the Republican Party. And they glommed on to something called the independent state legislature theory. Just made up. Just, just actually, made it up. yeah, I, it, they just made it up. However, they were making up something that has kind of hung around you know the way if uh, if you go into your backyard, way into your backyard, you might find like a bunch of ants, right? And, and, and now, fortunately, those aren't the ants that come into your house. You don't have to worry about it. They're so far away. You don't even worry about them. So the independent state legislature theory were the ants way in the backyard. You never have to really worry about them because who's going to take them seriously? Who is going to seriously believe that in the United States of America, where we learn there are three branches of government, where we learn about checks and balances, where each of those branches, executive, legislative, and judicial, have the ability to step in and cease the worst instincts from taking over in a particular moment or with a particular issue, and that all balances out, aren't we wonderful? We're the United States of America. We are the envy of the world. All right, so I'm idealizing it a little bit, but it's it's kind of true. We have three branches of government. Um, but in North Carolina, they decided this Republican legislature, led by, on the House side, this guy Tim Moore, the uh, ace hardware trainee guy, that since they'd uh, established themselves a veto-proof majority beyond being able to be uh, vetoed by the governor, a Democrat, Roy Cooper, that they would push forward with this lawsuit that would allow the legislature to set the rules on everything having to do with voting, which would mean voting rules, gerrymandering districts, drawing the districts, and doing uh, everything not subject anymore to the North Carolina Supreme Court taking a look at what they're doing and saying, mm, no, that's not constitutional. That's not U.S. constitutional. That's not North Carolina constitutional. The legislature would have the final word. And if one thing that we know in our system, courts have the final word. Ask Dick Nixon. He'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, He's dead. And this whole independent state legislature theory is just it's a disaster waiting to happen. If it were to actually become law, then 
in North Carolina, for instance, we have a 7-7 U.S. congressional delegation right now, seven Republicans, seven Democrats, which largely reflects the fact that we're a, a purple state. That's yeah. pretty good. But we only have a 7-7 seven seven legislature because the North Carolina Supreme Court last time around not too long ago, ruled that the completely distorted, gerrymandered, fucked up map that the Republicans had drawn was inherently unfair. It was outrageous. It was disgusting. You can't do that. You can't, I hate the word, but it has to be used here, disenfranchise so many people by doing it that way. So they went and tried to pull this out of their ass, and uh, the Supreme Court agreed to hear it. And there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear around this one, but it turned out it was a six to three ruling saying, no, uh-uh, we will not go so far as to empower state legislatures to have the final word. And I'm wondering whether this is half, well, of course, it's the right thing to do. And the other half being, well, you know, if it can happen to the state level, maybe the, uh, Republican Congress and the Republican Senate and the Republican president, if they ever got to veto proof majorities in the legislature, along with a Donald Trump as president, would try to pass something like this at the federal level, in effect, neutering the federal courts and the Supreme Court. I'm just wondering if that's just kind of floating in the back of their heads when they made this ruling. By the way, the three, of course, this is great. were Alito, Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, and uh, Don Trump's favorite, Neil Gorsuch. Neil yeah. Gorsuch was uh, the ju- the third one. Justice Thomas said the case had become moot because of a subsequent action by the Supreme Court, and the court should have dismissed the case. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Justice right. Thomas believed sure. in the minority opinion. Right. He's full of shit. He's full of shit. But it's, you know, Supreme Court, They've issued a couple of pretty positive, decent rulings the last few weeks in this area. The first one was about the way they drew the districts in the state of Alabama. And uh, now this for North Carolina, which will apply, of course, to all the states. uh, The message has been sent. You can't go that far, even though we wish you could. You know who's on the wrong side of history again here for as far as conservatives are concerned. You know who's on the wrong side of history. Well, it's not just Roberts. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh not turning out to be the piece of shit that we kind of wanted him to be, according to conservatives. Right. So it's, um, you know, it's it's, uh, Brett Kavanaugh and uh, John Roberts and uh, Amy Coney Barrett would be your three who voted with the three libs on this um now this is a decision that by by any measure any measure should be i think i think celebrated it's just it's just a good thing um and uh depending again as always where you get your news you may not perceive it that way now the good folks at vox.com I think they got it right, of course. They they skewed it in the correct direction. Their headline was, the Supreme Court decides not to destroy democracy in the United States. That's true. It's just true. What is, what's controversial about that? Where's the controversy about that? Yeah. 
Like democracy is saved. What I what I did when I subtweeted one of our our uh, our listeners was, yeah, democracy is saved for the moment. Right. Basically, right. that's what because happened. If you if you if you read all the uh, the, the folks who've uh, written about this, they let you know that um, the Republicans they never give up. No, they figure out ways to bring back the same issue, different lawsuit, different state, different moment maybe different justices at a certain time. The best example of that, of course, is we're going to overturn Roe versus Wade. So they said in 1973, and it took them 50 years, and they finally were able to do it. Okay, so they don't give up on this stuff. Uh, so there are, no, there are no victories for decency in America. There's always a chance you can backslide and go in the, the other direction. Ask the black folks, Britt. They'll tell you. Ask the ask black them. folks. The two people I'm supposed to ask today are yeah. Richard Nixon. I can't. He's dead. Yeah. And the black folks. Right. Dear right, so the black folks. Did, yeah. So I, I have this this horrible habit. You know this. When something like this happens, I go, all right, so how is Fox covering it? Oh, God. Let me go look. That's funny. And so I went to their, went to their website. Yeah. And their cover page cover page says it this way supreme court issues game-changing verdict in major elections case with potential 2024 impact now there is not one genuine word that isn't designed to spin this verdict in favor of conservatives feel like something bad was just done to them right because it's a game-changing verdict. No, it's not a game-changing verdict when the court upholds the way things have been done for 230 years. In other words, originalism, where the courts have the final say. But because the ruling wasn't in favor of Republican legislatures ruling all across the country on every issue having to do with voting, they spin it to Supreme Court issues game-changing ruling. So then you click on the story and you get the close-in version, the actual story. And their headline is, Supreme Court justices rule state lawmakers do not have exclusive control over elections in key decision. They never did have exclusive control over election decisions. They never did. There were courts. So they lie in the headline to make it think like the Supreme Court just ruled against poor put upon state legislators across the country who are trying to close down precincts, who are trying to gerrymander, who are, are trying to set up all kinds of owner's voter ID rules that go just beyond show us an ID. So that's their headline. And the subheadline is the ruling could prevent judges from overriding state rules like some did in 2020. Could prevent? No, it will prevent. <laughs> It will prevent hmm. legislators from overruling judges who won't be allowed to rule. They turned it upside down and lied. Then finally, they tell one truth. The Supreme Court ruled Tuesday the judges do have the power to override state legislatures. Well, wait a minute. How can you write that when you just wrote 
The ruling could prevent judges from overriding state rules like some did in 2020, which is it? But this is what they do. This is what Fox specializes in. They specialized it for the last 25 years, specialized in it, and they will continue to do so regardless of billion-dollar judgments. They will keep lying to their viewers and their listeners. So this is just a, a, a crushing... I'd be surprised if uh, if Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett and John Roberts don't have to get more security at their homes. Look this what is, they just did. This is funny. Look who's going to go protest at their house. They're not going to be able to go out to dinner now, right? The, you're you're being like halfway serious. The people who are now pissed off at, at Kavanaugh are going to start making the rape and the drunk jokes now. Like the folks on the right are going to start. All of a sudden, they'll acknowledge that he was rapey and a drunk. You watch. I mean, this always happens. They, oh my God, this was terrible when the whole thing happened. That could have been my son up there. Yeah. That they were eventually when they get pissed off at him, they'll they'll hit the low shelf, they'll grab the well liquors, so to speak, and they'll go after him in that way. That's exactly what's correct. Yeah. Um, and now, same neighborhood, different house. Uh, on Monday night. And America's favorite media whipping boy, CNN, has felt a little bit different the last few weeks, haven't they? Britt? They got their groove back, don't they? They got their stride. They are walking tall. Yeah, they have always and always, and this is not a not a original observation by me, but but uh, CNN established themselves during the the early days when they had no competition uh, with Ted Turner running the show, that uh, they were going to place people all over the world, as many as it took, no matter what it costs, to be able to cover news and breaking news and have expertise in all kinds of different areas. And uh, we're just going to do the news, and that's going to work. And, of course, you know, things changed in nineteen in 1980. Uh, 95 when 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 fox and msnbc came along and they they skirt a different path but because in the last few weeks we've had these you can't look away kind of stories including the titan sub uh blowing apart for four or five days which had people riveted then over the weekend you had the russia crisis Mm -hmm. and then Monday, and I don't think they get enough credit for this, when the New York Times, the Washington Post breaks the story, oh, okay, but when CNN breaks it, it's just, well, CNN. And they're the ones that got a hold of the audio, the recording (laughs) of uh, Donald Trump bragging to uh, people who were, and I'll be the first one to ask this question. Why would Mark Meadows be writing an autobiography in the first place? Who wants it? Well, Who that's not a bad question. First yeah. of all, who the which publisher is paying him millions of dollars for that yeah. shit? So you've we're not going to play the the audio of everybody who's watching us or listening to us has already heard it, but um it's it's like I'll, I'm going to have again refer back to being at summer camp and, and you have all the best comic books mm-hmm. 
hey, come on over here. You're not going to believe what I've got. <laughs> okay, you show them these great comic books. And none of them endanger national security by you showing them. But Trump is just like an, there's, there aren't words to describe what an oaf, what a, what a loser, what a stiff he is. That in his advanced years, he's still, quote unquote, showing off his stuff like he's showing off his collection of CDs or baseball cards or trophies or or this or that. Um, I it's was, I just was a, beyond. It's beyond description. I was a little confused because I was like, "We've had this audio for a while," but then I realized, "Oh, they gave you more of it to give you some more context." Because he'd been a lying piece of shit and said it was a newspaper article. No, uh, no, we haven't had the audio. None of the audio until now. I, None of this I audio. Thought, no, I thought no, no, we no, had no, no. the audio. I guess we just had the transcripts. That's all had we the had transcripts. the transcripts. Okay. Which, yes, by the way, yeah. was, was was fine. It was fine. Thought, yeah. 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 But no, it, they, the audio, and it makes it very clear, he's not talking about a newspaper. He's not talking about a baseball card. He's not talking about something that someone drew up on a sheet of paper that a child gave to him at a rally. He's talking about a classified document. It makes it extremely clear because I know he had tried to lie to people like Brett Baer and say, well, it was newspapers. It was a, yes, it was a classified newspaper that he would have had to declassify as president. <laughs> well, you know, because what he was showing them were war plans drawn up by, by General Milley to invade Ir Iraq or Iran, which of course were never used. And uh, Millie wants everyone to know that, yes, he, of course, he, that's what generals do. They, the, You would think we have plans to invade everything, right? right somewhere. Right, somewhere. Um, so Millie says, yeah, I stopped him. And I, you know, and so then he walks out of the White House with that plan. And then, again, we only have so many good analogies. I mean, this is really right up there and i did this several times where i never read the book and then i had to do a book report an oral yeah. book report in front of the class and what right. you'd, you'd use the jacket cover to try to figure out what was in the book and you'd fake it and that's all trump is doing that's his whole life right he's 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 faking it off the the jacket cover so he spins the story around and lies and says uh here are the here are the plans to invade Iraq. isn't this cool this is the the coolest stuff until they makes uh, my case he said it, it takes it makes my case right right the fact that i have these plans yes is it, it, it it's just it and is so to to underline what you're saying he lied again about that he lied about the idea that millie was like three seconds away and he had yeah. to stop him from going into iran and blowing the shit out of the country Right, right. Because as you know, in our country, we have military control of the military. Right. He physically subdued Millie, got yeah. him on the floor and punched his lights out so he wouldn't go. Right. Which, by the way, turns the whole thing upside down. Like we were always like, well, there's a crazy son of a bitch who's got the, the, the nuclear codes. No, no. He was the same guy. Millie was the crazy one that was going to bomb anything willy nilly. We had to worry about that guy. 
right. who I, I would just what, point what out. Was the name of, what was the name of the general in Doctor Strangelove? What did, what did, what was oh, it? Jesus, I can't remember now. It's, oh, God. Yeah, yeah but it's, it, it's good shit, though. All right. Was that the one but, that George C. Scott, Scott portrayed, that guy? I think so. Yeah, uh, fantastic film. All right. So, again, I, I uh, tried to warn you earlier. This is a voice you've never heard Okay. on the Brad and Britt cast. And uh, this follows Sean Hannity oh. playing the, uh, well, what about Hunter Biden? Why are they going so easy on Hunter Biden, but they just won't let up on poor Donald Trump? Get ready. Here's a clue. You ready? Ready. Duke graduate. Oh, boy. Ready? Ready. Meanwhile, fake news CNN has exclusively apparently obtained another audio recording used as evidence in Trump's document case. It's kind of weird. Do you like the interjection of the phrase fake news right at the beginning? <laughs> it's so dismissive. He tries to undercut it from Jump Street. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, they did play it on Fox yeah. on Monday night. They 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 couldn't ignore it. Even they couldn't ignore it. But you know, there are ways to explain everything, Britt, as you know. Continue, Sean. Is there are virtually no leaks from Biden's document investigation, if there even really is one. It's almost as if we have a two-tiered system of justice, isn't it? Well, yeah, kind of yeah. shocking. Yeah. Anyway, here with reaction, Fox News contributor Miranda Devine and former senior advisor to President Trump, Stephen Miller. Stephen, I'll, I'll start with you. Oh, good. The, the tape, uh, just like the leak of every other detail uh, to the media, uh seemingly from the special counsel but only trump's special counsel we haven't heard a peep out of the so-called special counsel look so it's a whataboutism setup for stephen miller so the, the i'm sorry the the setup is why are we hearing all of this about this but we're not yes. hearing anything from okay i'm with you right. exactly so uh, be prepared the biden's We've seen this for seven long years, Sean, yeah, where sure. the federal government, when it is persecuting, when it is going after, when it is trying to frame President Trump, they selectively leak in order to manipulate news stories, to try to poison the narrative, to try to create a false impression. And they've been doing this over and over and over and over again. No, that's a recording of a transcript that is part of an indictment by a special prosecutor in Washington, D.C. named Jack Smith. That's just not made-up shit. But I shouldn't have interrupted like that. I'm sorry. Because the security state is very skilled at psychological warfare. They're skilled at the art and artistry that's often deployed in foreign countries of how to control the narrative in our country. My message to the American people is don't fall for it. We have been watching them try to play us year after year after year, going all the way back to the Russia hoax. And of course, remember the Ukraine hoax. Remember in the election year, remember the Russian bounty story where Trump was letting Russia get away with putting bounties on our troops. Then it comes out later. That was a fake story. And of course, we remember what they did to suppress the Hunter Biden story. And now what they are doing and have been doing to shield Joe Biden from accountability for his influence peddling with his son, Hunter. How about that, baby? Can How you about help, that? Can you help me a little bit? Um, yeah. Does the security state exist outside of the deep state, or is that is there a Venn overlap? Are they the same? What what what? I, I heard a new term there: the security state that Mister Miller, Duke University. 
throughout well, the, there, and the, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think the security state, in a way that he's pitching it to Fox viewers, and remember the old audience of one thing. Mm-hmm. Someone like Stephen Miller is always only really talking to Trump through the TV. Uh, and by the way, we'll get to the poltergeist Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah, problem in just a moment there. with her TV. Um, the the security state is a pejorative in in general that we are no different than communist China, than communist Cuba, than what we used to think was a very secure security state in Russia, but apparently not quite as secure as it was purported to be where everything you do, everything you say, everything you think is being monitored and controlled. And, and, and Brit, I have some breaking news for you. You know, that vaccine that you got, not the yeah. first time, second, it's monitoring you. Oh, of course it is. That's part of the security state. They tricked all you morons yeah. into getting the vaccine, which has a liquid transmitter yeah. within it this is great technology this is fantastic technology wasn't there another uh, way to monitor you isn't it that thing that you carry around called a phone everywhere you go isn't that another right that's right and, and steve jobs yeah who was part of the security state yeah yeah developed this product the iphone which made smartphones uh, nearly ubiquitous and he was in cahoots a lot of people don't know this uh with the federal government and finally they had to kill him off because he started to know too much and was about to blab. He knew too much and he was going to blab. He, he was about to to uh, to give it away. Now, uh, now that you know, three minutes of uh, cynical bullshit by us is is by the boards. I would just like to interject this uh, little nugget from the last few days that seems to have bubbled up to the the top of the pool here, uh, which is. This idea of expunging the two impeachments by the uh, Democratic House. Where does this shit come from? Where, where does that stupid-ass idea even come from? Apparently, that was around, we didn't know it, right after uh, Trump left office yeah. and got impeached for the second time. Yeah. Uh, that... This has to be eliminated. There has to be no record of this. It must never have existed. And the first thing I thought of was, and I found this great article that that shows six fantastic examples of the way they used to airbrush people out of pictures in communist China and in Stalin's Russia. Right. Uh, It's as if you never, ever existed. And there's this amazing picture of of stalin standing there with his head of security and then the next picture right next to it is same picture of stalin and and suddenly they're you know the trees are just there the guy doesn't exist anymore <laughs> and by the way the germans did this nazi germany is that another this. thing the germans invented they invented photoshop i mean they invented uh, audio not, tape I, th- I think stalin was doing this before oh, before nazi job. germany and uh, good for them right but that's what this is right yeah. And of course, the fact you even have to argue this idea that, okay, if they quote unquote expunged Donald Trump's impeachments, 
Would you still know that it happened, Britt? No. Would you no. still know that you saw it on television? No. No. Would all of the recordings, or excuse me for the purpose of the discussion, all the tapes Tape. of of the January 6th committee hearings, would they just disappear? Would there be no record of this? How does this work in a what we thought was a non-totalitarian society? How do you how do you expunge what you know the congressional record? Mm-hmm. has rules about when something can be wiped out of the congressional record, right? I think if you truly, truly uh, slander someone, attack someone personally, a person can, can that be removed from the, from the president and, and they'll do it. You think they're going to be able to remove everything, you know, in the Congress, all the, I mean, it, but anyway, that's, that's Stephen Miller. But these That's are the what he's people. All about. This is the same crowd that would have you believe that if we take down a statue of, of Stonewall Jackson, that means the Civil War will be forgotten. History will be <laughs> just completely. No, gone. it's it would be that. See, they're not using the right language. Yes, it's it's um, liberals and black people and modern day Democrats yes. are trying to expunge, expunge. the Civil War right. from the history books. Because when you I remove that, a statue, I word, yeah, I think that word is going to. When you uh, when you re- here, so. when you remove a statue, then the billions of words that are on servers around the world, the books that have been published for 150 right. years, none of that exists that, anymore. Bingo. I don't I don't even know who Hitler is because there's not a statue of him. I have no idea who that person is. I hear people talking about him, but there's no statues well, of him, so I don't know who he is. Obviously, you don't know about preemptive expungement. Well, speaking of uh, the Duke, <laughs> speaking of the Duke University problem, I know you started season two of the Bear. Yeah, is it bothering you that Sydney is referring to a Duke a Duke University icon, Mike Shusevsky's book on leadership, constantly through that? I'm okay with it. Doesn't Jesus it doesn't, hurt, doesn't hurt me? Does that book show you how to lose your last home game and shit the bed in the Final Four? <laughs> hey, suck on that, bitches! Uh, sorry, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Wow. He's, He's replacing your your icon, the greatest coach in the history of college basketball, John Wooden. This is supposed to be the new pyramid of success is his bullshit. This guy wrote a book about how to coach, how he coached the Olympic basketball team to victory to a gold medal, Brad. Who was on that team, Brad? Who was on the team that he won a gold medal with? A bunch of stiffs. (laughs) You and I could have coached that team to victory. You know how we would have done it? Here's the ball. And here's some water. No, no. He had to write a book about how difficult it was. He had all those personalities to manage. It was very, very difficult. I I love your spirit. I love your grudge oh, forever. Cool. As, a, as a UNC fan, yeah. uh, not willing to acknowledge at any level she carries they did have a fairly f- decent coach there for about 40 years. Oh, he's one of the greatest coaches in college that. basketball. Why don't they have to put it in fucking season two of that show where she's always referring uh, to it? I'm getting okay. this. It's accountability. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's Poltergeist Television. I guess this started when she sent out a tweet, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And this was right in the middle of the stress of the feud with Lauren Boebert oh, yes. over who was going to get credit just for putting out the crap about impeaching Joe Biden, who committed impeachable offenses at the border, right? 
That's mm-hmm. the excuse. Okay. Um, so she, she tweets this out. Last night in my D.C. residence, the television turned on by itself, and the screen showed someone's laptop trying to connect to the TV. Just for the record, I'm very happy. I'm also very healthy and eat well and exercise a lot. I don't smoke and never have. Mm-hmm. I don't take any medications. I'm not vaccinated. So I'm not concerned about blood clots, heart conditions, strokes, or anything else. But there is at least one of the uh, famous scenes from Poltergeist, right, where the kid's watching the TV, and then the TV kind of reach out to the kid. There's something like that in there. One of the That's what it was. That yeah. Um, and I haven't talked to my wife, who's a psychiatrist, about this, but if she had a patient who said the TV is talking to her, the TV turned itself on, the TV is watching me, the TV is talking to me and waiting for answers from me, I'm not sure where you'd go with that. I mean, you've got some serious problems. You just do. But then when she was publishing stories and stuff on Twitter about like, I'm not crazy. This is what's happening. They had like all these spy. Is your TV talking to you? Articles and shit like that. Like she's like, she, I'm not the crazy one. And she just, when I'm done, when I'm done, I'm going to go check my TV. Cause you know, I had, I had to have some repairs done a few weeks ago on the cable. Mm-hmm. And I, what if the guy who fixed it made it so the TV, if it chooses to, can talk directly, not just to the mass audience watching any channel that I can talk right to me. How do I know that he didn't do that? How do I know that, Britt? He's going to, the TV's going to start talking. He's telling you to watch Wheel of Fortune. Oh. <laughs> At that point, I just check out. I Brad, just move on. Watch the all new Wheel of Fortune with Ryan Seacrest coming up at seven on your local station. And don't DVR it. Watch it live. How will he fit that in the three days a month that uh, they record those shows into his busy schedule? How will he fit that in? Brad, after Jeopardy, check out the great Jesse Waters, eight o'clock on yeah. Fox News. Britt, I didn't watch the guy that was on before him. I'm not going to be watching him. All right. That'll be our fun time for today. Yeah, just looking at other stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, uh, tomorrow, let's analyze the Ryan Seacrest taking over for Pat Sajak in the context of uh, Jay Leno getting the Tonight Show over Letterman. Let's let's well, see if there's some kind of some kind of uh, well I competition mean, that we don't know about from someone else. And yeah. Seacrest undercut the guy. Seacrest is hiding out in a closet, but it's totally different than what Jay Leno did. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know? you see? We'll see you tomorrow. You see? Yeah. <laughs>